Hi, I'm Avin, and this is the Salvation Engine Podcast, where we bring you the message about God's Word, His grace, and His goodness in a simple and direct way. The Bible says, faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. So please join me as I continue to share the gospel message about Jesus Christ, and let us hear the Word of God together. Hi, my name is Avin, and today we'll begin a new series titled The Great Inheritance. Our key scripture for this series is taken from the book of Luke chapter 15 verses 11 to 32, what is famously known as the story of the prodigal son or the story of the good father. Heavenly Father, may you open our spiritual eyes to receive the blessing of this message in Jesus' name. Amen. This is a scripture we've looked at in past series, especially around the theme or message about repentance or returning home to our good father whose arms are wide open he is ready to run to us and receive us with celebrations and this is true it's a picture of our father's mercy and grace and how he accepts us receives us and if you've not given your life to jesus the father longs for you to come home there will be joy and celebration and i pray that you will make that life-changing decision today but in this story um we can stop here as being the central message but there is something about how jesus finishes this story that tells us that there is a lot more to the story especially when we look at how the older son behaves in the end and um let's just take a look into the bible now we see that at the beginning of the book of Luke, um, chapter 15, Jesus's audience, when he teaches this parable, comprises of tax collectors and sinners on, on one end, and also teachers of the law and Pharisees. So in this message, um, what I'm hoping is that we will find treasures, both new and old. And I'm very excited about this series because in its fullness, it's the message about the great riches, what we believers have fallen heir to as a result of Jesus's great sacrifice at Calvary. The theme we'll be looking at today, which is readily expressed throughout this portion of scripture, is that of a son and that of a servant or slave. But before we get into that, let's look at the key components of this story. When we read through the story in Luke 15, we find two types. We find physical components and then we find spiritual or unseen components. So physical components such as goods, property and inheritance, a father, two sons, a house, servants, and spiritual or unseen components such as sin, compassion, joy and celebration, and even anger. The story begins with, a certain man had two sons. Today we're going to look beyond the situation of the sinner coming into repentance and we shall now consider this fact of the story that these were already sons in the house. A certain man had two sons. That is verse 11. The series we're looking at today is titled The Great Inheritance. And one of the greatest gifts we have inherited in Jesus is the free gift of righteousness. We did a three-part series on righteousness over YouTube and podcasts, and you can go back and have a listen to that, the righteousness that is imputed freely upon every believer that comes to Jesus Christ and is received by faith. A certain man had two sons. This is where our story begins. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, 
give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. Now, the goods, property, inheritance divided in this story, it could be assumed to be money, it could be houses, as is usually the case in our world. But I find that if we're talking about God the Father, then it's a great inheritance we're looking at. It's heavenly goods. As we say, there is more when you look into the details of this story. We could consider the physical components that we listed, but we must also use our spiritual eyes of faith to consider the unseen components too. Paul's prayer for us in the book of Ephesians chapter 1 and, and verses 18, he includes that, the eyes of our understanding being enlightened, that we may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Today we'll see righteousness as included in the riches of the glorious inheritance. You'll need to listen very closely until the end to hear how it all ties in. And as always, please do your own study of it all. I pray that God will guide us as we go through this. Now let's read. The story in Luke chapter 15 um, verses 11 starts this way. A certain man had two sons and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. We must remember that this is the younger son making a request. The supposition has always been that it is a premature request, it's reckless and even disrespectful at, at, at a level. And in, in verses 13, it goes on to say that, and not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent all, there arose a famine in that land, and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. In verse 17 it reads, But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger? The son thought, There is something better for me out there. Just like the grasses of our world may look greener to a believer, this young son left his father's house of grace, of love and abundance, and chose to go off into a wasteful, sinful lifestyle that led him into poverty these are the choices the world presents us with daily now when we choose to go back into a lifestyle of sin we are choosing to be outside the house of grace paul in the book of romans um, chapter 6 and verses 15 says what then shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace certainly not do you not know that to whom you present yourself slaves to obey, you are that one slaves whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness? That, that's the choice presented to us by Romans chapter 6 verses 15, death or life, obedience to sin or obedience to righteousness. Let's take a look at a scriptural parallel from the book of Galatians um, chapter 4 and starting in verse 26. In this chapter of Galatians, Paul is making a contrast between the law and the promise which came by faith. You, you'll want to read all of Galatians chapter 3 and chapter 4, but let's shine a spotlight starting at verse 26. 
Remember, we are looking at the condition of two sons from the parable of Luke chapter 15, verses 11 to 32. So in Galatians chapter 4, verses 26, it says, For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. We are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. The book of John chapter 1 and verses 12 tells us that, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. So let's continue reading Galatians verses 27 to 29. And it reads, For as many of you were baptized into Christ, you have put on Christ. We'll come back to this later. And it goes on to say, There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Wait a minute, heirs. Heirs to what? To an inheritance, as we are about to find out. Now let's continue reading Galatians chapter 4, verse 1. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is master of all, but is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the Father. Paul goes on to say in Galatians chapter 4 verse 3, Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. Paul says we were in bondage, in slavery, living as slaves. What is he talking about? In part one of Finding Freedom, which is a series we did a couple of weeks ago, we took a look at John chapter 8 verses 36, in which when Jesus was speaking to the Jews which had believed on him, he said to them that they were in bondage. And their response to him was, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves to anyone. Jesus goes on to say to them, everyone who sins is a slave to sin, and that a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Are you starting to see the connections? I hope so. It's powerful. It's good. You can listen to the Finding Freedom from Sin series um, and hear more about slavery to sin and the freedom we have received in Christ Jesus. Now we see Paul here saying that, when we were underage, we were in slavery under the elemental spiritual forces of this world. We have seen that what Jesus says about slavery in the book of John chapter 8, but what are the elemental spiritual forces of this world? Let's read further. In verse 4, it goes on to say, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. So when we were underage, we were under the law, the old covenant. But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. Verse 6 of Galatians 4 goes on to say, And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, 
father therefore you are no longer a slave but a son and if a son then an heir of god through christ jesus praise god Based on what we just read, a slave is under the law, controlled by the elemental spiritual forces. A son is in the house by faith through Jesus Christ. When the son asks for a portion of his father's inheritance in the chapter of Luke 15 verses 11 that we were reading, we see no hesitation from the father. You know, God has given man the freedom to choose. Since the garden, man has had the freedom to choose god sets before us life and death and he lovingly prompts us to choose life when the israelites asked for a king god gave them soul man has the ability to choose and so when this younger son says give me my share of your goods the father divides the inheritance amongst them we looked at the choice presented to us by the book of Romans chapter 6 and verse 15 where we, we see that it has been presented to us that we can either choose death or life and this come through either we are in obedience to sin or we are in obedience to righteousness. When we choose to go back into a lifestyle of sin, we are choosing to be outside the house of grace the current standing agreement as sons in the house under this dispensation that is recognized by the father is the new covenant this is the dispensation of grace the book of john chapter 1 verses 17 says for the law was given through moses but grace and truth came through jesus christ when we choose to step outside of the covering of grace and back into a life of sin we die when the younger son chose to go back under the control of sin, death began to work in him. He, the curse, poverty. We read in the book of Romans chapter 6 that slavery to sin leads to death. We die the moment we partake of rebellion against God's established order. The wages of sin is death. God's established order under this dispensation of grace is to be clothed in righteousness by his son Jesus. We are called to abide in Jesus because we cannot obtain righteousness apart from Jesus. And so when the younger son comes home, some verses later, the father says, let us celebrate for this son of mine was dead and is now alive. He had chosen sin, the way of death, but he has now chosen life. He is now alive. Praise God. In speaking of um, the inheritance, let's take a look at some scriptures. In the book of Galatians chapter 3 verses 18, it says, for if the inheritance is of the law, it is no longer of promise, but God gave it to Abraham by promise. And in Galatians chapter 2 verses 21, it says, I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. And Galatians chapter 2 verses 21 says, For if there had been a law given, which could have given life truly righteousness would have been given by the law the inheritance of righteousness comes by faith in christ jesus let us see what paul says some verses later in the book of galatians chapter 4 he takes hagar and sarah from the old covenant and he draws this contrast he says 
Tell me, you who want to be under the law, are you not aware of what the law says? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by the slave woman and the other by the free woman. His son by the slave woman was born according to the flesh, but his son by the free woman was born as a result of a divine promise. These things are being taken figuratively. The women represent two covenants. One covenant is Mount Sinai and bears children who are to be slaves. This is Hagar. Now Hagar stands for Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds to the present city of Jerusalem because she is in slavery with her children. But the Jerusalem that is above, she is our mother. This is from the book of Galatians chapter 4. And he continues on in Galatians 4 chapter 4 verses 30 saying, But what does scripture say? But what does scripture say? Get rid of the slave woman and her son, for the slave woman's son will never share in the inheritance with the free woman's son. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we are not children of the slave woman, but of the free woman. We are not under the law, but under grace. We are not slaves, but sons. We are not bound, but free. We are not dead, but alive in Christ Jesus. We are not under slavery, but we are chosen to be under rest. One condition belongs in the house. The other conditions place us outside the house. As born again believers, God sees us as sons clothed in Christ's righteousness. You'll notice that when the younger son returns home, he has a corrupted identity, desiring to be referred to as a servant. He says, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. Having left the safety of his father's house and wanting to go and do things his own way, the younger son is carried away by sin's deceitfulness and develops a slave mindset. When he comes back to his senses, he decides to go back home hoping to earn his father's acceptance or favor by working and performance. God sees us as sons. We see this son identity established by the father as soon as the younger son comes home. In the book of Luke chapter 15 verses 22 that we're reading, it goes on to say, But the father said to the servants, now this is when the son has come back home, and the father has seen him and ran to him and, and held him with compassion. This is what the father says. But the father said to his servants, bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet and bring the fatted calf here and kill it and let us eat and be merry for this son of this my son was dead and is alive again he was lost and is found and they began to be merry now let's turn to the sad case of the older son the older son also not fully understanding the free gifts of god and that all the father has is his abides in the house but with a slave mentality and this mindset in at this point in the story actually keeps him outside of the house too he believes in performance as a means to favor and he is surprised that his father would make such a lavish party for a son that has squandered his inheritance and he is what follows in verse 25 now his older son was in the field and he came and drew near to the house. He had music and dancing. So he called one of his servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, your brother has come. And because he has received himself and sound, your father has killed the fattened calf. But he was angry and would not go in. Therefore his father came out and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father, Lord, these many years I have been serving you, 
I never transgressed your commandments at any time. And yet you never gave me a young goat that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this son of yours came, who has devoured your livelihood with hallows, you killed a fatted calf for him. And he said to him, son, you are always with me and all I have is yours. It was right that we should make merry and be glad. For your brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. The older son was angry and he would not go in. Envious, perhaps. Why is this person blessed and I'm not? You know, setting standards for others of what God should do with his favor and his mercy. Who should be blessed and who is not. I thank God that Jesus gave us all the divine equalizer by doing it all on the cross so no man can boast. Praise God. It's a free gift. The question we can ask ourselves as we finish today is, am I inside the house as a son or outside the house or just a son with a mistaken identity? I hope you've benefited from this message. As we continue to look at the great inheritance over the coming weeks, let us remember it's all about our Father's great love that he has lavished on us, his grace and his goodness. May the Lord bless you and protect you and watch over you and your family as you enter this new year 2021. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have enjoyed hearing about God's goodness, please visit www.salvationengine.com where I share written messages from scripture and other news. In addition is the Salvation Engine social media pages on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Simply type in Salvation Engine to find us. Have a great week. Until next time, be blessed.